Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. Vinyl Vibrations is musical exploration into sounds and grooves from artists that produce their works on vinyl records. Many music recording formats have come and gone. The vinyl LP has stood the test of time. Vinyl is durable and delivers stunning sound. From these podcasts, the actual vinyl LPs played in the show go back to the 1950s, more than 70 years after their production date. Vinyl Records captures a rich period in pop, rock, jazz, and classical music history. In each show, I explore a topic in the artist's music that makes their work unique and timeless. I'm your host, Brian Frederick, here on Vinyl Vibrations. Pat Metheny is an American guitarist and composer. He's worked as a soloist in duets and small jazz ensembles and for decades with the Pat Metheny Group. His musical styles include jazz fusion, jazz both progressive and contemporary, and also Latin jazz. He was born in Lee's Summit, Missouri in 1954. Lee's Summit is a suburb on the southeast side of Kansas City. His main influences have been other musicians, his family, and the British invasion. First, the musicians influencing Matheny include trumpeter Miles Davis, Gary Burton on vibes, jazz guitarist Jim Hall and Wes Montgomery, and jazz sax players John Coltrane and Ornette Coleman. A major foundational influence for Matheny is his musical family. His father played trumpet, his brother Mike Matheny plays jazz trumpet, and Pat's maternal grandfather was a professional trumpeter. Brother Mike taught Pat how to play the trumpet, and so trumpet is actually Pat Matheny's first instrument. Musicians in the family. Matheny attributes his early success to the local music environment he was brought up in, the years of 64 through 72 in Kansas City. Much of this is described in his biography titled Beneath Missouri Skies. Seems like Matheny is destined to become a great trumpeter with all that musical environment. Well, there was a bump in the road at age 10. The British invasion was in full force. Matheny saw the Beatles perform on TV in 1964, probably the Ed Sullivan Show because that year the Beatles appeared three times. The Beatles are what inspired Matheny to defect from trumpet to guitar. So Matheny persuaded his father to buy him a guitar for his 12th birthday. That first guitar was a Gibson ES-140. That's a hollow body guitar built in three-quarter scale for young players and small hands. It's a scale model of the Gibson ES-175 hollow body. Matheny soon got bigger hands and acquired a Gibson ES-175, and that guitar is featured on his early albums like those in this podcast episode. Matheny started playing in pizza parlors at age 14, and at age 15 won a scholarship from Downbeat Magazine to attend a jazz camp. And that camp led to a meeting with jazz guitarist Jim Hall and bassist Ron Carter. So by the time he graduated from high school, he was a first call guitarist for Kansas City jazz clubs, private clubs, and jazz festivals. Matheny had a lot of support from his musical environment, even though he switched from trumpet to guitar. Matheny briefly attended college at U of Miami in Florida, but quickly realized after practicing on guitar for years all day long, he was unprepared for a college program. He realized then he was first and foremost a serious guitarist and composer. Matheny moved to Boston to teach at Berkeley College of Music at the age of 19, where he met jazz vibraphonist Gary Burton. Teaching jazz theory and performance was in demand. 
Matheny released his debut album, Bright Size Life, with Jacob Pistorius on electric bass guitar and Bob Moses on drums. This is a studio album recorded in Ludwigsburg, Germany. It's amazing to think that this is a debut album. Released in 1976, Bright Size Life is still fresh today. In this title song, Matheny begins his work in a signature way. His entrance is unmistakable with a quick ascending line. Many of his solos begin with the signature Matheny sound, and Pistorius presents an equally unmistakable bass guitar part. Here's that fabulous Bright Size Life intro. Pistorius and Matheny are weaving together guitar and bass lines in this song. The bass is so much more than a rhythm support role. Pistorius is playing in parallel improvisation with Matheny. Bright Size Life sets the table for a fine album of jazz fusion by 22-year-old Pat Matheny. And now, Bright Size Life, 1976. Thank you. 
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Bright Size Life, 1976. At the time of this recording, Matheny was living in Boston and teaching at the Berklee School of Music. His mentor was Gary Burton, the jazz vibraphonist. They collaborated on the arranging of the songs to be recorded for this album, and Burton attended the recording sessions in Germany. Interesting that Burton did not receive a producer or arranger credit on this album. Credits go to Pat Matheny on 6 and 12 string electric guitar, Jaco Pastorius on electric bass, and Bob Boses on drums. Now we review the second track on side one. The song is titled Syrup Horn. I attempted to analyze the magical sound of this song and how that never heard before from another planet sound is structured. It is structured with a Pistorius bass line and with Bob Moses supplying the heartbeat throughout the song, but the courting structure is difficult to describe in words. A skilled composer named Dr. Guy Skolnick describes syrup horn in this way. The beautiful harmony is made of chromatic alterations of pure diatonic harmony and three modulations. Millions of amateur guitarists, myself included, remain in awe of Matheny. He is a trained musician from childhood with composition, arrangement, and performance and teaching skills. His guitar performance is complex and mind-bending. Decades later, his signature sound is imitated but never duplicated. Info about the bassist, Jaco Pistorius. The Syriporm song features a Jaco electric fretless bass solo and is from the earliest recording of Pistorius. He's employed the use of a fretless bass, which is a 1962 Fender jazz bass that he calls the Bass of Doom. As a youngster, he had modified the bass by removing the frets, which is outrageous, using a butter knife and then smoothing the gaps on the fretboard. Along with his use of distortion, two-note power chords, the use of harmonics, and bass solos that sound lyrical, he's regarded today as one of the best electric bassists of all time. Here's an example of lyrical sounding, solo from Pastorius. What about that equally strange song name? Syrabhorn is named after a jazz guitar student of Matheny's at Berkeley. And now, here is Syrabhorn from Bright Size Life in 1976. Thank you. 
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Cereborn, composed by Pat Metheny on the album Bright Size Life, released in 1976. Credits go to Pat Metheny on a chiming 12-string guitar with alternate tuning, Jaco Pistorius on electric bass with lyrical bass solo, and Bob Moses on drums providing the heartbeat of this song. The same year, Pistorius released his own debut, self-titled solo album. I do recall distinctly seeing Matheny twice at the Amazing Grace, a small speakeasy in Evanston. It was 1977, and I have my tickets from the January show and the August show. This was early in the career of Pat Matheny, playing then at a Bring Your Own Bottle event at a shell of a building on Chicago Avenue. Matheny was 22, large hair, large hollow body Gibson guitar. Seeing this kid just nail the songs from the Bright Size Life album, drove it home and made Matheny a lifetime favorite jazz guitarist. This kid is for real. Now we move to the song Unity Village. Here we have a deep guitar solo. The song is named after a tiny 100-person village, Unity Village, bordering Kansas City and Lee's Summit in Missouri. It's a headquarters for a spiritual movement, the Unity Movement, which offers positive, practical Christianity and describes itself as being for people who might call themselves spiritual but not religious. The church was part of the Matheny family history, with his grandfather working there and both his dad and his brother had played in the church's Unity Village band. This song, Unity Village, is back down to earth, peaceful and pastoral. It has two guitar parts. One guitar part plays the changes with the bass line. The other plays the melody and the variations. There is a head to the song, a typical of a contemporary jazz. The song really sounds like a story. And now, Unity Village, Pat Matheny, 1976. Thank you. 
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Unity Village by Pat Metheny from the Bright Size Life album in 1976. Credits go to Pat Metheny on solo, 6 and 12 string electric guitar and songs composer. Now for another of Pat Metheny's mind-bending masterpieces, Unquitty Road. Unquitty Road starts as a jazz tune, opening and closing with a headpiece and featuring several rounds of improvisation on it. You'll hear Matheny and Pistorius working in parallel and playing off each other throughout the song. This is a relatively short one for a Matheny composition at only 3.36. Bob Moses delivers powerful rhythm and accent and again is the pulse of this song. Matheny's composition features a series of rapid chord changes with a three-note motif. It really feels like forward motion. This track also features a full-on Matheny guitar solo, not heard yet on Bright Size Life album. And the song title? Unquitty Road is a road in Milton, Massachusetts, 10 miles south of Boston, and the Berkeley College of Music, where Matheny was working at the time of this recording. And now, Unquitty Road, 1976.
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Unquitty Road, composed by Pat Matheny from the Bright Size Life album, 1976. Credits go to Pat Matheny on 6 and 12 string guitar, Jacob Pistorius on electric bass guitar, Bob Moses on drums. The album Bright Size Life sold slowly. Only 900 copies sold after its first release. That had to be a disappointment. I proudly own one of those LP gems from that first release in 76. It was used in this podcast, and after 47 years, it sounds perfect. The Bright Size Life album did achieve number 28 on the Billboard Jazz Albums chart, and the album was recognized by Jazzwise as one of the 100 jazz albums that shook the world. Jaco Pastorius released his self-titled debut album in 1976. That same year, he became a member of the jazz fusion group Weather Report from 76 to 81. Tragically, Pastorius died in 1987 as a result of injuries sustained outside a South Florida nightclub. He was only 35. Matheny evolved from a trio to the Pat Matheny Group, which was founded by Pat Matheny and Lyle Mays in 1978 following the success of Bright Size Life. In this recording, in addition to the trio of guitar, bass, and drums, is piano keyboards, percussion, and three vocalists. is on piano and keyboards. Mays and Matheny composed and arranged nearly all of the Pat Matheny group's music. Mays was chief musical architect and sound designer of the group for more than three decades. The album Still Life Talking is the fifth studio album by the Pat Matheny group and was released in mid-87. This song, So May It Secretly Begin, largely due to Lyle Mays' piano, has a refined, classy, polished, sophisticated sound. The song features an innovative bass line. That's Steve Rodby, a refined acoustic bass line that drives the song's rhythm. Here's an example of the bass lead-in for the song. With this sound and bass rhythm, I'm transported in style, hearing a musical storyline. Pat Matheny is the song's composer. Lyle Mays' piano talent makes the song feel like it is his own. Both Mays and Matheny have classy demos in this piece. And now, So May It Secretly Begin by Pat Matheny, 1987. Thank you. 
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was So May It Secretly Begin, composition by Pat Metheny from the Still Life Talking album. Credits go to Pat Metheny as composer, electric guitar, co-producer and arranger, Lyle Mays on piano, keyboards, also co-producer and arranger, Steve Rodby on that acoustic bass, Paul Wertico on drums, a Chicago local, professor of music at Roosevelt University these days, and three vocals, Armando Marcal, Mark Ledford, and Dave Blamiers. According to Matheny, the writing of his next tune, Last Train Home, came to him very quickly. He said it was written as one complete phrase, then he added a bridge sometime later. Featured on this song are the pulsing bass line and drum brush tempo, which indeed does resemble the chuggalug sound of a rolling steam train. Also featured in Last Train Home is the sound of an electric sitar. In this case, I believe Matheny is playing a guitar synthesizer such as the GR300 Polyphonic Analog Guitar Synth, which he did pioneer the use of. It does really sound like a sitar. About that electric sitar sound, I have a flashback 20 years before Last Train Home to 1968 with that sitar sound. An electric sitar was used in the 1968 pop song Hooked on a Feeling, written by Mark James and performed by B.J. Thomas. This version featured the sound of the electric sitar that was played by guitarist Reggie Young from the Memphis Boys Band. The sitar was really the hook that made this song so popular. Here is that sitar sound from the 1968 pop hit, Hooked on a Feelin'. And now, Last Train Home, composed by Pat Metheny from Still Life Talking, 1987. Thank you. 
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Last Train Home by Pat Metheny from the Still Life Talking album, Pat Metheny Group, released by Geffen Records in 1987. Credits go to Pat Metheny, composer, electric guitar with synth, co-producer and arranger, Lyle Mays on piano keyboards, co-producer, arranger. Acoustic bass is Steve Rodby. Paul Wertico from Chicago on drums. And three vocalists, Armando Marcal, Mark Ledford, David Blamiers. Still Life Talking won the Grammy Award for Best Jazz Fusion Performance and was certified gold by the Record Industry Association of America in 1992. As of 2023, the combined musical groups, consisting of Pat Metheny Group, Unity Band, and Metheny as a solo artist, have earned 20 Grammy Awards for albums and performances in the 30 years between 1983 and 2013. His discography is extensive, with 53 albums released in the 47-year span between that first Bright Size Life album in 1976 and today, 2023. That's it for today's show, Pat Metheny, guitarist. Please subscribe to hear new episodes of this free podcast. That's today's show, Pat Metheny, guitarist, on Final Vibrations. I'm your host, Brian Frederick. Stay subscribed to Vinyl Vibrations.